Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi, everybody. This is Chatting with Nat. It's Natalie Jeans and Natalie Shaw. And today we have singer-songwriter Taylor Lamborn. Utilizing the full range and dynamics of her vocals, Taylor Lamborn regularly demonstrates her unique ability to bring a roaring crowd to silence. It is in those quiet moments when her songwriting and lyrics take center stage that Taylor addresses a full spectrum of humanity, putting a voice to the hours she spends exploring and at times overanalyzing the nuances of daily life and human interaction. She has released a number of live singles, three projects, toured internationally as a solo artist and worked locally with Cleveland Legends, which is awesome. Let's give her a round of applause. Hi, Taylor. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm still alive and kicking. I like to answer it that way because of everything that's going on in the world. It's kind of crazy. Oh, yeah. So how... I would agree with that. Yes. Every day there's something new. It's just... It's wild. Sometimes you have to pinch yourself and say, hey, what century am I living in? Um, so how, how have you been during this whole pandemic, you know, election, uh, George Floyd, new viruses, uh, Ukraine <laughs> situation? <clears throat> oh, geez. You know, I actually, over um, the pandemic, wrote a lot of really depressing songs. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, and it's a good time to reflect. It's creating a lot of material for me, but gosh, I, I wish I was in a period of human existence where I was writing nothing about um, tragedies and was only writing about sunshine and rainbows, but here we are. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, if nothing else, it's a learning opportunity, and hopefully we can help prepare the next generation to be little w- warriors for good. So. Amen to that. Uh, Amen. Uh, it's just been, you know, and I, I've, I've interviewed a lot of, you know, artists that took the time to write during this period uh, because there's so much going on and there's a lot of moments where people could take uh, some time to do some self-introspection. And so <clears throat> this is my next question for you. Um, obviously, the pandemic, uh, it's just a bad situation. It's just bad. Um, people died. People, yeah. lost you know, people lost friends. People have long-term COVID. Uh, some people lost limbs, survived, but lost limbs. So many tra- tragedies came out of this. But at the same time, there were some pros uh, during the, the pandemic. Um, there's thing I always say that's crazy for me is, you know, seeing family members walk, 
together outside, you know, because I think the world has become so impatient. People don't take time to spend time with people that they love. Um, Climate change. Oh, my God. We were out of the streets for a year, and they said the pollution level went down, and the animals and the trees and nature was just like, oh, my gosh, I hope they never come back. Um, You have people quit their jobs because what the pandemic did is made them realize even more that life is short and that they needed to do something that's not just about money, but something that they're passionate about. Um, You had people that did cut back on hours of work because they realized they weren't spending enough time with their family members. I mean, and then you have artists like you that decided to write uh, songs, um, create music during the pandemic. Some people decided to rebrand. Some people decided to be more effective player. Some people just decided to do something totally different. So during this time, uh, did you change how you want to be perceived as an artist? Uh, Did you change your branding? Are you going to still be the same type of artist? What did you think about during the pandemic? Um, You know, I thought a lot about mortality. Um, I grappled a lot with ego. Um, I feel like one of the things that I actually haven't really touched on much in these interviews is that I feel like in so many ways to be an artist in its entirety is almost like a self-serving thing. Mm. And in a world that needs mm. needs more compassion and people like doing things like altruistically, there there are other like really valuable uses of my time. So um, I've been trying to kind of uh, put my my ego aside a lot, you know, and a volunteer and find better ways to spend my time um, and not pursue music almost as like hungrily and greedily as I've had in the past, you know, and, and, and maybe pursue life in a really meaningful, like authentic way and have music just be more of a part of it that, that feels like complimentary to it. Um, so I, I, what I've done is, you know, pull back on the number of shows that I'm playing, be more um, intentional with the things I'm recording, um, do it almost like to, to preserve all the work that I've done and, and give credit to the, the work that I've done over the past decade. But then also, you know, really look forward in my life and my existence and make sure that I'm walking in a way that I'm proud and I'm living in a way that I'm proud. And, um, yeah. So I, and that's why a lot of my writing actually is just, like, overanalyzing, like, why am I here? What is the purpose of life? Uh, what should I do with my short time here on Earth and how can I – serve my community and my family best. Um, and I, that's not to discredit the, the value of music. I think right. having these conversations through song, through art, it, it, it helps people reframe some of their thoughts. And I do think that there is value there. And I want to make sure that I'm creating music that, that has value. So Now, yeah. what was it... <clears throat> about the music industry that made you say, mm-hmm. okay, Taylor has to do this. Music is me. I, it's just something, this is my life. I have to do music. Was it something that you saw, you heard? What was it that made you decide to get into this crazy business? Um, it all kind of almost happened by accident, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Okay. Um, I, 
always loved singing and music. I would, you know, fall asleep curled up with a boombox as mm. a kid and listen to the radio all night long. And um, music was a huge part of our family road trips. And my dad had speaker out at dinner and I would, I loved music so much. Um, and I would spend hours upon hours at my grandmother's house just clunking along on a piano trying to come up with chords and making melody, even though I had no piano training. Um, so I've been drawn to it my whole entire life. Um, I learned to play the guitar, rudimentary skills in high school and enjoyed writing songs for fun. Um, and when I graduated from my first, uh, from college and I had my first job, I was in a small town in Ohio and I spent a lot of downtime at the guitar shop there thinking, you know, with my first paycheck, I'm going to buy a really nice guitar. Um, and through that, I met um, uh, one of the salesmen in the shop, Gabriel O'Brien, and he uh, helped me produce and record my first album. Okay. And it was, it was a hobby for me. Um, I, I was doing it because I needed an outlet, a creative outlet, and I was in a small town where there wasn't much of a social life and it was just the best way for me to spend my time I felt I felt really um, excited about it um, but it, it wasn't on purpose and then I, I quit that first job and I had an album suddenly and mm. I was like well this is cool I I'm free I have you know good savings I have an album I'm gonna go on the road and it's just like it's gonna be a fun long road trip I'll play a bunch of shows and and then suddenly it kind of I, I realized, like, okay, I can make money. I can, and right. just one thing after another, suddenly I'm a performer. It was really just serendipitous. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. <clears throat> and how important is it for you to be authentic in your songwriting and as as a person? Um, that's honestly one of my my biggest driving. Um, parts of I guess like my brand almost Uh, my first album was called Honest Enough Mm. and um, uh, I it it was just kind of like the songs I write they come all from you know a personal place and they're driven by personal experiences and um, that's what that was and when I first started performing this was back in 2012 I had that whole uh, conversation with my friends and my family, wondering if I should have a stage name. Um, I go by my real name, Taylor Lamborn. Um, but I was born the same year as Taylor Swift, and I had long blonde hair. And everywhere I went, because 2012, like she was the person. Right. Like, it was that easy, easy line people would draw. They're like, "Oh, you're just like Taylor Swift." You don't. So I was like, "Should I go by a stage name? Like, should I come up?" I mean, I want to be my own person. I, want, I don't want to be compared to her. She's a superstar. Um, right. But I was like, no, I was Taylor my whole life. I'm not going to change that. I'm um, Taylor Lamborn. And I, you know, and I think that's easier now because there are other famous Taylors out there. Right, right. <laughs> and, and life has changed. But um, uh, yeah, I, I think authenticity and like owning who I was in the past, who I am in the present, and who I want to be in the future is entirely part of my artistry. I'm not putting on a face. This is just who I am. 
So that's awesome. That's what I like to hear. <clears throat> but because mm-hmm. one of the things that you know a lot of people know and some people don't realize is what the past three years have brought out is that people are craving authenticity. They they're craving yeah. realness because of the fact that you know, past three years, it was all, all this crap about fake news, this, that, and the other. No one knew what to believe anymore because you'd read something, yeah. you'd say, oh, okay, then if you turn another page, no, that's not true. This is, so people want hope, okay? They want yeah. to be able to, especially with artists, they want to be able to listen to somebody that gets them, okay? That's not mm-hmm. about all this, this fake crap out there. Um you and I are very similar in the sense that, you know, I think we both write about social impact message songs. And mm-hmm. social impact message songs are very interesting to me. And, and in the world of music and radio and all that stuff, because I don't think the music industry fully understands social impact message songs. So sometimes, you know, obviously we want to be successful with our music, but when you're writing social impact message songs, they're more about trying to help the world. Is it more about getting yeah. somebody to understand themselves or helping somebody get through a certain situation? Or we're trying to get a message out to the world to say, look, people are going through this. Maybe you need to take a step back and, and understand a few things. So, you know, I enter a lot of um, songwriting contests. I enter a lot of things. And, you know, some of these things, these places, they just don't get social impact. It's not even about charting. It's about make, being mm-hmm. an effective player in this world with our music. It's about making a difference. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I remember entering something and I was just, and the person who came back with some feedback and said, well, you know, chartability, I said, you didn't get, you didn't get the song. You completely missed the message of the song. Everything is not yeah. about charting. Everything is not about like being the next, the next um, Taylor Swift. That's not what this is about. You know, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, we want to make money. We want to continue to be able to do this as for a living. But mm-hmm. I praise the people like you and other people that write social impact message music because it really shows that you're compassionate, understanding, and loving uh, individuals. Um, and it's, it's and I love love songs and breakup songs and all that stuff. But the radio stations inundate. Uh, the radio stations with uh, love songs and stuff like that. And I love artists that just decide to be themselves and create music that they want to create. Um, mm-hmm. Do you agree with my assessment about social impact message songs? Oh, entirely. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I'm not going to say I, I, I don't write, you know, the love songs and the breakup right. songs too, because those come out so easily. Um, exactly. But I also do try to consciously add those other thought lines into my art. And um, I think the pandemic was very helpful in fueling more interesting content um, in terms of, of that. You know, right. I, I thought a lot about mortality and the pur- purpose of life and the fragility of, you know, just even being human. So completely I'm in line with you. Um, And and I would say, even though I've I've always had a mission of being authentic, um, I I think I had 
the the vision to have that be like a much more concentrated need over the past couple years um and it's just grown and it's much stronger now so i can totally respect that and i love it awesome like i just um i just released a song called blocked it's a country single and it's mm-hmm. about blocking people on social media it's funny during the post Oh, during the, the election stuff, I blocked a lot of people, and I knew a lot of people did the same thing. And people like the song because they're like, "Oh, it's true." And you know, a lot of comments are like, "Yeah, there are a lot of people I need to block out of my life because this is what I saw. This is what mm-hmm. I keep seeing." Um, sometimes people block you for no reason. It's like if you have your own opinion, <laughs> they don't like mm-hmm. that. And it's like, okay, and you try to agree to disagree, but that never works. Um, I always tell people that music is our superpower because music has the power Mm -hmm. to heal, move mountains, make somebody's day. People play music when they're angry. They play it when they're joyful. Um, And so we have Mm -hmm. a gift that needs to be out there and do its thing. Um, and if we can write things that help other people, it's just the most amazing thing in the world. The world. Um, Entirely. And what kind of genre, people hate this question, I hate this question, but I still ask it, would you say your music is? <clears throat> um, see, that, it's a hard one. I think I'm influenced really strongly um, by, you know, uh, contemporary folk and pop music. Um, I love listening to R&B growing up, and I wish that I could say I have an R&B, or R&B like, slant to my music, but I don't think it's actually there. Uh, but then I moved to Cleveland, and Cleveland is so heavy in the blues. And um, there are some strong, very strong blues songs that I have, but then there's some very strong, just like basic folk chord structures that I have. And um, I kind of, you know, teeter between different genres. Um, And it's mostly just all like very lyrically driven. Um, I, I let the lyrics kind of dictate what, what happens melodically and rhythmically and that's what uh ends up kind of coming out of me so i love mm-hmm. that so you're very versatile i always tell people you know yeah. somebody used to ask that question and i'm like well i'm an artist i create because i do many genres now i've decided to mm-hmm. make myself in the <clears throat> americana country uh genre i love americana I like the singer-songwriter aspect of it. I like the storytelling. It's not that you don't tell stories in the other genres, but there's something special about Americana for me in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think going forward, I think people just say, you know, I'm an artist. I create. You don't tell a person that paints or sketches or, or draws that, oh, no, you're not an artist. You do this, you do that. They never tell artists mm-hmm. that. They tell musicians, now, this is what you should call yourself. This is, but I'm like, I'm an artist. I create. We just don't, you know, write music, mm-hmm. just albums, but sometimes we create music for sync, licensing, for different types of reasons. Mm-hmm. 
I think that especially if you have a versatile catalog and you can do many genres, it's not even about just saying I'm a specific genre. It's just that I sing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to play your song, Fine. Tell me what that's about. Okay. Yeah, so Fine is one that I wrote in 2012 for years. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of what I was writing at that time was dictated by um, the social circles that I was within. Uh, I, we were working for a really toxic, uh, um, in a toxic work environment. And I had some friends who were just accepting the situation at hand and we were all debating if we should quit and everything else. And, um, you could just see people walking around uh, and saying they were fine over and over again, you know, and clearly they were not. (laughs) Mm. Um, And this was written uh, inspired by one individual, but by that experience (laughs) as a whole. Um, And I think so many people can relate to that as a concept, you know, you just have to, stomach what you're given and yeah. take it in reality. No, you don't have to stomach it. You can make a change. It's just making that change is very difficult. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. And that's yep. fine. All right. Let's play. <laughs> she set herself up. Light said she didn't care. She just cried. When he left her there And now She's breaking down While he's walking away Can't let him know Cause she'd look weak that way And she's stuck on the tough side Between happy and mortified She can't let it show To power play She can't let it go Nobody knows Can't let it go Nobody knows She can't let it go Nobody knows. 
Nobody knows So tomorrow she'll take The long way home Just to see what she can find Cause no one's gonna save her And she keeps saying she's fine Two more of the things you skip it. <clears throat> this audio. Now, the audio is coming in and out, but I think, my God, that is an extremely powerful song. Well, thank you. My gosh, I'm. Yeah. It's extreme, it's so real and authentic. I'm mm-hmm. thinking, like, oh my gosh, you just sang that song to me because I had to. I left my job for several reasons last May. <laughs> but. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, but it, it, <laughs> the entire song rang so true to me. I thought you were singing to me. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I think that's that's what I try to do with my, I want them to be relatable. People can, like, reflect and, you know, apply it to their own life. Because that could be about a job, or it could be about a friendship, or it could be about a work environment or a family conflict. It could be about so many different things. And, you know, if you just kind of sit with it and say, like, all right, I'm not fine. I can't keep saying I'm fine. This is not fine. So, yeah. Yeah, no, um, you, you, you're singing right to me. <laughs> right to me. <laughs> oh, well, that, that means a lot. Because that's you know that's my intention. I I see songs as conversations, yeah. um, and that's one of the reasons that I've I've really enjoyed my career as a live performer, mm. especially in small intimate rooms. Right. Um, I I think every song has its own life, depending on like the energy and the people in the room, and so much. Uh, is determined by like those ephemeral moments. Um, so the that recording and the other one that we're going to listen to today, they're both live. Um, I had a in-home concert last September um, with mm-hmm. less than twenty people here. It was completely unamplified. You can't even tell from that recording that there are people in the room. But no, completely one one take live performance and if you talk about authenticity the whole purpose of that was because I love those authentic moments that you don't usually get to capture and Mm -hmm. the flaw in how I performed it because I didn't hit the string right or the way that I would have wanted to I wanted to capture that and be okay with releasing that into the world Um, so the project that I'm releasing now is all with that uh, mindset um, and they were all captured in that thing. Mm-hmm. Love, 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 love. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. Have you ever thought, do, do you uh, look into thinking uh, licensing for your music? That's an ambition of mine. I genuinely, so genuinely would love to um, 
find a way to build that into my career. Um, but I'm still kind of just on the cusp of learning about it. Um, if you've got any suggestions, <laughs> please let me know. Oh, yeah. So what I was going to tell you, you know, this week or today or tomorrow, I will send you a list of places you should submit your music to. There's, Thank you. There's so many websites that you, yeah, no, you definitely need to, um, you, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's uh, one of the things, and I, it's funny because I learned about all of these things. Well, I knew some of the sites and I knew about sinking licensing, but um, during the pandemic, I was on Clubhouse a lot. And I met this one lady that I'm now, and she um, would give us all this information. And there's this called Tune Find. And so what it does is that you can go to, like, any of your favorite shows or any shows you're looking up, and it will tell you what type of music that they're looking for. You know, it could be folk, it could mm-hmm. be pop, whatever. And then you can reach out to those people. Um, also, there's another site called disco.ac, which I have to do more of their webinars but the whole point of disco.ac is that a lot of music supervisors go to that um, that website to find music. Um, there are a lot more music supervisors that are looking to work with independent artists. I mean, there's one, there's some that stay with whoever, blah blah blah. But they do want to work with independent artists. So I will send, definitely mm-hmm. send you uh, that because uh, you're awesome. Um, and everybody, oh, thank you so everybody much. needs to hear your, your music. <laughs> it's just crazy. Um, what is your <laughs> writing process? You know, how do you start with writing a song? Um, I'm assuming you obviously you play an instrument. What, how do you go mm-hmm. about it? Well, um, depends on my state of mind. There are certain times, you know, if I'm in the shower or on a run or, <laughs> Uh, driving somewhere that something will just come to me and I'll need to record a voice memo right there and like remember it. Um, And there are other times that I'm trying to learn something new, like a new chord voicing on the guitar and I'll hear it and I'm like, Oh, this could be something. Um, And there are other times that I'm just, you know, playing scales on the piano and I accidentally hit a note and I'm like, Oh wait, that could be a great melody. And so I, a lot of it is just like being open to taking inspiration if you find it and not letting it slip through your fingers. Um, and that's what I, I, I try really hard to, to harness. Um, and it can be something as similar, as, as simple as uh, I'm talking to somebody and they say a word and I'm like, Oh wait, that, that would sound really, that, that word, sounds so beautiful (laughs) I need to write a song that includes that word and you know it can go from there Um, you and I sisters I swear to god (laughs) (laughs) you know why I say that because you just said something that I say all the time (laughs) I said if there's a word I want to use I'm going to make it fit in the song (laughs) yeah Exactly. I'm exactly mm-hmm. like you. I, I Oh that's wonderful. Um it's I love that. <laughs> and and you mentioned the shower. <laughs> the shower <laughs> is where I get inspiration all the time. Now can I remember everything in the shower? No. 
to the point that I'm like trying to create a, a waterproof gadget that you can just put in the shower and it's the way the sound, but it, it puts your voice in there so you can just press and sing. Because, you know, you get out of the shower, you try to repeat things, you kind of lose things. Now I bring my phone to the side if I think of anything. But another person... Uh, oh, yeah, I do that too. Fortunately, the new like, iPhones, I think, are a little bit more waterproof. <laughs> Because oh I've destroyed, I've destroyed phones before. <laughs> oh so, but one person I interviewed said there was like a waterproof pad that you can put. I bought it. Now I have this problem where I buy things and put them somewhere and can't find them. But I have to find that thing because I have to use it. It's like waterproof, and it, I think it comes with a pencil, and you can write while you're in the shower. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> That's awesome. Um, My problem is, though, even if I write the words down, I might not remember, like, the melody or the rhythm. Yeah. Um, and it's frustrating where, like, sometimes you'll write too deep into the song, and you're like, oh, wait, how did that start? Exactly. And then you get stuck. Mm-hmm. That's happened to me a number of times. And but I tell my, I, I have to, you know, tell myself afterward, well, if it was, if you can't remember it five seconds later, it probably wasn't that good of a song. <laughs> Not made of 
Um, I, I, yeah, we have to make that happen. We just have to. Well, thank you. You, um, toured, you toured internationally. Yeah, but we got to get more people to know you because, wow. Yeah. Well, everything that I've done so far has been self-managed, and it's been very small scale. Um, uh, I, so, yeah, I'm, my world knows me, and I'm, I'm really happy with, with that. <laughs> but it, it would be lovely, you know, to have more opportunities to, to share music with people and have these conversations because I think that they're good at conversations to have. Um, so, and if I, I can find a more sustainable way to, you know, make music and make money doing it, I am all for that. <laughs> you yeah. know, that's not a, I'm that's it. never something any of us, I think, will, will turn down. So. Yeah, I'll um, definitely, yeah, I'm going to, uh-huh. I'm going to send you some stuff <laughs> and we'll have to chat. <laughs> because, yeah. Awesome. It's, um, what are three things you wish you had known before you got into the music industry? Um, you know, I think that there are things that I still need to know. <laughs> <laughs> me too, me too. Because uh, I, I, I felt so many, like, brushes with success, but um, I still haven't, you know, leveled out and fully really found a way to, like, make this my career where it's comfortable and predictable and understandable. Um, right. I I do appreciate that, like, for my career thus far, I've really gone with my heart and my instinct. There have been some times that that that's led me astray, um, and I've uh, and put my confidence in other people instead of myself. Right. So, uh, I think that's that's my main thing. I don't know if I have three things, um, but if I could go back in time. I would tell my youthful self to to never stop aspiring to hold the cards and be the one in charge mm. um, because it, cause I was constantly like ready to hand off you know my guitar to somebody else and be like i'm not good enough you you're better than me where instead I could have said, "Well, I know how I want it to sound, and I need to work to the point where you can hear what I'm hearing, and I'm the one doing it." Because what you're going to do is never going to be what's in my brain. There's no way that I can articulate that to you without doing it myself. Um, I wish as a younger person I would have, you know, pushed that confidence button and told myself just to work and work and work and don't give away your light to somebody else. Because I did that too many times. And now I'm done doing that. Amen. (laughs) I like it. Oh, my God. And lastly... Uh, what is a quote, a message, passage, whatever, a saying, a word that you like to use to uh, push yourself um, every day or when you're feeling down or even when you're feeling happy? Um, I, don't, I don't know. If, I think my theme as of late has just been gratitude. Mm. Uh, and to be grateful for everything, be it lessons learned the hard way or right. the opportunities and privileges that I've had as, you know, a person that have led me to where I am. Um, I think there have been times 
where I've gotten down on myself because I, I've had advantages and I'm like, well, other people haven't had the same opportunities. So I should, you know, just push the hold button and help them catch up. But instead it's like, all right, well, just be grateful for where you are and don't, you know, punish yourself for where you are and, and help lift other people up and help move the world forward and, uh, be, just the gratitude. That that's been the main thing. Mm-hmm. Mine has been. I write my own narrative. A lot of times in I our like industry, that. yeah, a lot of times in our industry, people, you know, they'll interview us. They'll say something we didn't say. I was, uh-uh. I'm like, you either change or you take it down. Um, I will never let anybody <laughs> say something about me that's not true. I just, I and I know a lot of people that do that. Oh, it's just the press. No. People have enabled mm-hmm. people to do whatever they want. In my case, Natalie's going to say, I write my own narrative. You don't say do anything as much. That's right, and I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Write my own narrative. It's interesting. There have been some interviews that I've, I, I, I've had where mm-hmm. people will ask a question but also insert the answer that they want in right. that question. And then you're just kind of stuck with the yes or no, but they're leading you to the yes. And I'm like, I, this isn't a conversation. <laughs> this is you, like, structuring your image, and I just have to kind of nod my head energetically, and that's weird. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah I'm going to let um, that happen anymore. I love that. I love that a lot. Um, yeah. I need to get cool. a I'm getting a T-shirt made. Um, thank you so much, Taylor, for being on chatting with Nat. I am going to send you this week all the information and let's chat about some things. Uh, cause it, oh my gosh, you know, it takes a lot to leave me speechless, but, um, I believe that you are awesome. Um, the world just needs to know who you are. The rest of the world needs to know who you are. Uh, it's just been uh, talking to you. You're like a soul sister now. I love that. Good. Well, well, I'm really looking forward to staying in touch with you and, you know, seeing your journey unfold too. Um, I think that that's one of the, that's one of the great things about artists when they find their community and their tribe and they lift each other up. I Mm -hmm. am so happy to add you to mine. Let's do that. All right, everyone, this was Chatting with Nat with singer-songwriter Taylor Lamborn. You can find her on Facebook, Taylor Lamborn Music. You can find her on Instagram, Tay Mad Lamb. I like that. On Twitter, Tay Mad Lamb again. And on TikTok, at Tay Mad Lamb. Just follow her. If you didn't get that, you just Google Taylor Lamborn because she's awesome. You heard it here. She left me speechless. You can find her on Spotify, stream her. And she's got an acoustic project. Just sounds amazing. It's just amazing. You just have to listen to her. Next time, I'm chatting with Nat. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love your voice.